All right, guys, Eric Paul's in here with 9 to 5 Sports. Going to be covering the NBA DFS slate here. It's a small two-game slate. We're going to start off the season right by covering it. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to cover the top plays on the slate, the top five plays on the slate. They're going to be my core plays for tonight. Obviously, this can change throughout the night. Okay, but for now, just touch on the core plays. Okay, um, I do want to give a current call information. The 9 to 5 cheat sheet for NBA DFS, I'm updating it today. Um, so it should be out before lineup lock. Okay, just to let you guys know, I know there's some members out there that are looking forward to it. I'm updating some small things here. Um, should be good to go for you guys come lineup lock. But let's get into the core plays, guys. If you guys enjoy this video, make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy that. I do want to also point out, guys, I'm going to be putting out like a deep dive first look uh, video as well on Occupy Fantasy, another YouTube channel. Kind of does the same things. They go more into depth for NBA DFS. This is going to be kind of a quick coverage video for you guys each and every day. So make sure to check that out. You guys can find me out there. I'm trying to grow within the industry here, guys. All right, let's get into the core plays. All right, so core play number five for me is actually going to be Al Horford for the Boston Celtics. The thing that I like about him the most is that you get him at power forward and center. That is going to be nice, but also I do really love the price point of Al Horford. It doesn't really take much for him to be able to 5X. Now, yes, in NBA DFS, you do need to shoot for 7X for the most part, okay? But on a small two-game slate, I do think it does make a lot of sense to shoot for 5X. And at 4.9, it really doesn't take much for Al Horford to be able to get to 6X, 5X, okay? He averaged 30 DK points per game last year, and I think that would be something we see as well for Al Horford this season. The only problem with Al Horford is that throughout the whole season, the minutes won't be guaranteed. Although for game one, I do think the minutes will be there for him. So Al Horford does make a lot of sense. The biggest issue with Al Horford on the slate is that he's one of the highest projected owned players on this slate. So that might be a reason to potentially fade him. So from there, I also really like Malcolm Brogdon in that same game. The Boston Celtics have a lot of value on this slate. And I think Malcolm Brogdon is going to be one of those value plays. Malcolm Brogdon is a very strong NBA player. Okay. He is most likely going to be the Boston Celtics six man. And if that's true, if he does get like the six man usage, he has a strong chance to be their sixth man of the year. Okay. He's someone that averaged 36.9 DK points per game. You could argue he was one of the best, if not the best players on the Indianapolis or on the Indiana Pacers while he was there. I know Halbert was there. I know Victor Oladipo was there. Demonta Sabonis was there. But the fact of the matter is, like, Brogdon is a strong NBA player. And that's what I'm trying to get out of here. Like, Malcolm Brogdon can easily go out and break this slate. He could easily go out and score 30 DK points, 40 DK points. Like, it wouldn't be shocking. The part that we need to know is what are his minutes going to be? Okay. Can he get to 30 minutes? Can he get to 25 minutes? If he does get 25 minutes, I do think he's going to be a safe 5X, 6X play. Now, if he only gets 20 minutes, that's going to be tougher to do. So, his play, DFS wise, is specifically predicated on how many minutes he's going to get. Okay, I think he's going to be a strong player. And I kind of like the fact that he might be in that six-man role coming in with the second unit because then he should be able to go out and have a really strong, productive night each and every night. So 4.9 does seem like a cheap price point for him. I mean, guys, just look at this salary from last year. He was a guy that was an 8K play last year and his talent didn't change at all. Okay, his just role changed a little bit and it could be actually beneficial for us, especially at this price point. Jalen Brown, I also do see as somewhat of a core play as well, kind of just given the price point. He is someone that really went out and produced this preseason as well. Well, he didn't play that much minute wise, but he's still able to score over 29.5 DK points per game in the preseason. I don't want to take too much away from preseason, but that is a good indication that he is going to be the same player that he was last year. Okay. The issue with Jalen Brown is that he is priced at AK, but if you look at some of the other studs on this slate, 
he's one of the cheaper studs on the slate. So I do think there's a strong chance that he gets to 40 DK points in this game. And really the, the issue that I'm having is that all the Boston Celtics players are all a little bit too cheap. So it's kind of like, which one do you want to pay up for? Do you want to pay up for Jalen Brown or do you want to pay up for Jason Tatum? That's for you guys to decide. I think Jalen Brown at AK makes a lot of sense. I think he's going to be another strong play that can get to 40 DK points and thus help you have a profitable lineup tonight. And then LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James at 9.2 is just way too cheap. We just look at what he did at the end of the season last year, guys. He was like a 12K, 11K, 10K player. We get him at 9.2. If you just want to compare him to like James Harden, Joel Embiid, like, you know, some of the other studs on this site, like LeBron James should be the one that has the highest floor, that has the safest floor. Okay. LeBron James at 9.2 is simply just too cheap to me, especially with the news that Russell Westbrook might potentially be out or he might be potentially operating with that second unit. I think that would mean that LeBron James is going to be a super safe play, and he's going to be a play that I like a lot on tonight's slate. It's going to be tough for him to bust. Now, can he bust? Yeah, anyone can bust on an NBA DFS slate. That happens, okay, but LeBron James at 9.2 certainly seems safe, especially for the opening night in NBA DFS. And then from there, guys, Tyrese Maxey, to me, is the top core play on tonight's slate because, well, he is just priced too cheap. Okay, 5K is just such a cheap price point for a guy that averaged 30 DK points per game last year and his role is not expected to change. The usage is not expected to change. Everything is going to stay even killed. This just looks like it was a missed price for DraftKings. It looks like they messed up here. If we look at what he did in the preseason, it kind of tells us that as well. He's a guy that averaged 20 to 25 minutes in the preseason and averaged 23 DK points per game across four games in the preseason. So that just echoes what I said. His role is not going to change. He's going to add the same role. Okay, and just at this price point, it should be kind of a lock to hit 5X. He should easily be able to get to 6X as well. Okay, Tyrese Max on the slate is just a stud play. Go out and play him. All right, that's all I have for you guys for this NBA DFS slate. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I want to be covering NBA more and more. So if you guys do enjoy it, make sure to let me know. Make sure to like and subscribe. Let's have a good NBA DFS season. Let's start it off right. All right, thanks for watching, guys. And as always, let's keep cashing.